0: Praise God. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. They cried out for fear, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt. Back to verse number 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. I'm, I'm going to lift those three words out of the text this morning and, and preach from those three words. Three of the greatest words you can ever say in in your life is Lord save Lord, save me. I wonder if somebody put your Bibles down, and I wonder if we could one more time reach out to the Lord and ask the Lord to help us this morning, to re- not, not just to hear the word of the Lord, but to receive what he is going to say to us today. Is anybody hungry for the word of the Lord today? Somebody lift your hands and lift your voice. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I take dominion and authority over anything that would come against the moving of the Spirit of the Lord this morning. Lord, I take dominion and authority over every fortress that would be constructed against the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray that your word would penetrate our hearts this morning. In the name of Jesus speak to us I pray. Help us this morning Jesus. Help us this morning Jesus. In the name of Jesus right now in Jesus name. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise one more time today. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You can be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Lord save me. If you notice the chain of events in this particular passage of Scripture, and I, I'm going to read uh, here in the next few moments, I'm, I'm going to read uh, several scriptures and, and uh, another passage of Scripture here in a little bit. But the Lord, I felt uh, quickened in my spirit this morning to deal uh, with something uh, that, that hopefully will help us a bit and something that is so very relevant to who we are especially in our society. Uh, this society that we live in, in the generation which we live in, we have a hard time believing that we're sinners. We have a hard time believing that we stand in need of a Savior. And nobody will ever be saved Until they come to the point where they realize that if Jesus does not save them, they will not be saved. Nothing eternal will happen in anybody's life. Hear me, I don't care what they do in an altar. Nothing will transpire in somebody's life until they come to the, to the point of desperation where they say to themselves and they say it to God, God, if you don't save me, I am a lost cause and I will not be saved until you reach out your hand to me and you save me. The rules apply to me. It doesn't matter what my track record is. The Bible lets us know that God is not a respecter of persons. He is a respecter of principle, but he is not a respecter of persons. And we all we many times quote that scripture from the standpoint of God will do anything for anybody and that is true. Anybody that reaches out to the Lord, yes. But at the same time, it is it is it is very important to understand that it does not matter who I am, who I am. Where I come from, what side of town I live on, what my, what my bank account balance is. The rules apply to everyone and the same rules of the word of God apply to me. It does not matter uh, who I am. Nothing matters when it comes to my salvation other than the fact it is, is that if Jesus does not save me, I cannot save myself. We've got to realize that I will sink in my sin. And if Jesus does not reach out his hand and catch me, I will die in my sin. There is nothing that I can do by myself that will save me. There are no good deeds that I can do by myself that will deliver me of my sin. Let me say it like this. There is nothing that I can do by myself that is impressive unto God other than obeying his word and surrendering to him and calling out with desperation, Lord, save me. One of the biggest things I'm convinced that is a curse of our society is self-righteousness. That is probably the biggest thing that we actually face, that we fail to realize, is self-righteousness. I'm okay because I'm a good person. I am okay because I've never uh, committed that sin. I am okay because I've never done that. But the Word of God lets us know what God thinks about self-righteousness. The Word of God declares to us that it does not matter how good I am. It does not matter what my track record is it doesn't matter what I see when I look in the mirror all that matters is if I called out to the Lord in desperation Lord save me my own good deeds will not save me. My own goodness will not save me. No, your own goodness will take you right to a devil's hell. Your own self-righteousness will take you right to a devil's hell. Your, 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 your righteousness cannot save you. I, I I I will not deny the fact that maybe there's things that you have not committed in this life that you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not guilty of this, 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 or this. So, so when it comes time for me to stand before God, maybe God will bend the rules for me because I... I'm a pretty good person. It doesn't work that way. Your righteousness cannot save you. Your goodness cannot save you. The fact that you have not done X, Y, Z, it cannot save you. The only thing that can save you is when you call out to the Lord and say, Lord, if you don't save me, I cannot save myself. If you don't reach down from heaven, if you don't cover me with your blood, I will be lost forever. If, If you don't save me with your mighty hand, I will be lost in eternity forever. The only thing that can save you is Jesus Jesus is the message Jesus is the one that can reach down and save you when you are sinking in the middle of life's circumstances if you're sinking in the middle of a bad situation if you're sinking in the middle of your sins the only thing that can save you is the Lord Jesus Christ but our society is full of people that have convinced themselves that they are a good person. They've convinced themselves that their track record should be impressive unto the Lord. Where nowhere in Scripture does it say that good deeds will save me. There are people that will declare themselves ready to go to heaven. And they will declare themselves good in the eyes of the Lord. Declare to themselves that they are good in the eyes of the Lord. But yet will ignore the parts of Scripture that tell us that my own self-righteousness will not save me. Our, our, our purpose in this life is not for me to to behave in such a way that I can declare myself good, that I can declare myself righteous. My own righteousness will not do anything for me. My own righteousness cannot save me. Hear me this morning. This is such a a, a, a terrible problem. It, 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 the The minds of and the eyes of people are so blinded in our society today that that, that we are guilty of telling ourselves, "I'm a good person and and, and I should be okay." You know that. The, the Lord should be fine with me I, I, I when I die I'll probably go to heaven and I'll I'll be up in heaven looking down because I'm a good person no your, your own good deeds will not save you your own righteousness will not save you the same book that tells you about heaven gives you no latitude to, to look at yourself in the mirror and declare yourself righteous the same book that tells us about eternal life the same book that tells us about spending eternity in heaven is the same book that says only Jesus Christ can save you that your good deeds cannot save you. That your own righteousness cannot save you. You will not be saved until you realize that you cannot save yourself. That's what the story of Calvary is all about. The story of Jesus hanging on a cross is all about the fact that you cannot save yourself. Is all about the fact that your good deeds will not cut it, is that your good track record cannot cut it, is that your own righteousness will do nothing for you. The Bible declares to us that we must have Jesus. Isaiah chapter 64 beginning with verse number 6 it says but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away and there is none that calleth upon thy name that stirreth up himself to take hold on of thee for thou hast hid thy face from us and hast consumed us because of our iniquities but thou O Lord thou art our father we are the clay and thou art potter and we are the work of thy hand I've come to declare to us this morning not just to us in this congregation but to the city of Springfield if you will today that self righteousness will not save us because our own righteousness the Bible says are as filthy rags that is when God looks upon us and he looks at my good track record and he Watches me as I look in the mirror and I pat myself on the back. He looks at my righteousness and says to me, That is nothing but filthy rags before me because his righteousness and his holiness is so far beyond anything that I can accomplish by myself. The righteousness of God is so far beyond any righteousness that I could do in and of myself. My righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. Oh, yes, I I do believe in good deeds. I believe in goodness. But it is not good deeds and goodness that will save you. It is not your good deeds that God will look down upon. And say okay because you did this good deed. And you did that good deed. Because you didn't commit that sin. And you, you, you never wound up here doing this, this or this. I will save you. The only thing that will save you. Is the blood of Jesus Christ. The only thing that will save you. Is the obedience to his word. Is when you. In, in, when, in, when in your act and in your words you cry out Lord save me it's only when you realize that you're sinking and you're going to keep sinking until Jesus reaches out his hand and he saves you that's somebody that is going to be saved that is somebody that is going to submit themselves unto the word of of the Lord but I fear too many times we, 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 we get frustrated with people who want to argue about the word of God when the truth is they have not come to the point where they have realized that they are lost The church is so guilty of trying to convict people. We are so guilty as a church of trying to uh, convert people who have not come to the realization that they are lost. We want people to be saved, but until somebody comes to the point where they realize that they are lost and undone without God, they will not see what the Word of God says. They will not obey the Scripture. They will not be willing to submit themselves unto the Lord. They will not in action and in word cry out to the Lord, save me. And I fear so many times we we can be frustrated and we can allow the enemy to frustrate us with people who do not truly want to submit unto the Lord. Who do not realize that they are lost. We live in a world that everybody's going to heaven. But the truth is, It's not everybody's going to heaven. If you have not obeyed the word of God, you are not going to heaven. Now, unfortunately, in our society, that tends it is even becoming more of an inflammatory statement. But the Bible says in John 3 that except a man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus came to draw a line in the sand. He came to He came to tell humanity, either you obey the word of the Lord, and you do as I am instructing you to do, or, or, or you will not see the kingdom of God. But we live in a society that wants to blur the lines and says, well, they were a good person. I'm sure they're looking down from heaven on us above. And the word of the Lord is saying, no, your own righteousness is as filthy rags, your own good deeds, your own definition of righteousness that you can come up with in your flesh does let not even begin to compare to the righteousness of God. I do not need my own righteousness. I do not need my own good deeds. I need his righteousness. And I need his holiness. I need his blood covering me. Doesn't matter how long you've lived for God. I will only be saved. Anybody that is ever saved. Will only be saved. Because we have his righteousness. Is because we have his blood. Is because we still, after however long we've lived for God, still realize and admit it to ourselves on a regular basis. If Jesus don't save me, I'm not going to be saved. That lost and by myself on my best day. You got to look at Peter in this particular passage of scripture that we, that we just read. He gets out and he's walking on the water. We would probably consider that our best day. The only person besides Jesus. But on his best day, on his best day, he begins to sink. And his only hope for salvation in that moment is the man Christ Jesus. As he cries out from the depth of his spirit, as he sees that he is starting to sink and he cries out, Lord, save me. It was in that moment he realized that he was well in over his head even though he hadn't completely sunk yet. He had put two to, two and two together real quick considering the conditions that he was in and realized that if Jesus did not save him, he was going to die. It doesn't matter what feats he had conquered, what feats he had done before. In that moment in time, his salvation was standing there and all he had to do was cry out to Jesus. Jesus Lord save me. He realized he was sinking and it was all over and the only thing that would save him was Jesus. The only thing that's going to save you this morning is Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm glad everybody that's here and I, and, I, and I believe I'm in the company of great people but at the end of the day your version of great and God's version of great tend to be two different things as humanity I can look at myself in the mirror and say well I did this right I made that right decision I didn't go here I didn't do that and I can pat myself on the back and think that God is impressed with me but that is not the case the only thing that God is impressed with is it, do I have his blood on my life am I submitted to his word am I submitted to his way have I cried out, not just in my words, but in my everyday action, Lord, save me. Every time I make, every time I desire to live according to the word of God, every time I I, I think to myself, if God doesn't save me, I'm not going to be saved. Every time my my soul cries out to the Lord, what is happening is, is with my words and with my deeds, I am saying, Lord, save me. If you don't save me, I cannot be saved. If you do not save me, I will be lost but self-righteousness is taking so many people to hell I believe that self-righteousness is taking more people to hell than what people consider bad deeds are taking them to hell the fact that I'm okay I'm a, I'm a pretty good person oh yeah And I can look in the mirror and declare myself a pretty good person but at the end of that day, at the end of the day there's nothing in the word of god the place that tells the, the the word of god that tells me about eternal life the word of god that tells me about heaven and about hell said absolutely nothing about being a pretty good person but the bible says when people looked at peter and they said what do we do about the sin problem you got to repent you got to be baptized in Jesus name you got to be filled with the gift of the holy ghost for this is to you and to your children and everybody this is for everybody this is just for a select few but you've got to receive the word of the Lord you have to in word and in deed cry out Lord save me but our generation doesn't believe that we're sinners No, We we believe that we're good people. We believe that our own self-righteousness will save us. But that is not the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is nothing will save us aside from the blood of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 17 it says, And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Jesus Christ would not even allow them to call him good. He would not allow them to look at him and say, You are good. He said, no, no, no. Why are you calling me good? And if the man Christ Jesus would not even allow them to call him good, how can I look in the mirror and declare myself good enough? How can I look in the mirror and pat myself on the back and find some false sense of security or find some false sense of goodness or righteousness while looking at my track record and while excusing my sin and while excusing my faults and excusing my guilt and excusing my wrong decisions or the times that I missed it. I cannot do do that. I've got to look in the mirror and be as honest with myself as Peter vocally was as he began to seek in that ocean and say Lord save me. Lord save me. Lord save me. Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse number 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. And have no confidence in the flesh. This is our problem. We've got confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, I, if any other man thinketh that he uh, hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law, a Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. This is what the, the writer is, is going down his list of accomplishments. This is what he's happening. This is what he's saying to us in Philippians chapter 3. He's telling us all the things that he did. All of his deeds. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. By faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. What Paul is saying to us, he goes down the list of things he did according to the law and says, I did all these things, I obeyed the law. And he's talking about what the law did for them at that time. He's making a separation between the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and the New Covenant. He's saying, I did all these things. Zeal and I was blameless and I and I obeyed the law, but he begins to say, "I count these things as dung." Now you've got to understand the, the 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 imagery that he's giving us here. He's trying to paint a picture of how disgusting my own righteousness is, of how nasty and disgusting my own deeds are before the Lord Jesus Christ. That when you begin to compare your own righteousness and you compare your own good deeds and how you've obeyed and done things the right way. When you compare it to the righteousness of God, Paul says it is nothing but filthy human waste in the eyes of God. And he goes on to say not having mine own righteousness, but I must have the righteousness which is of God by faith. When you place your faith in the word of God, when you in your own words and your own deeds shout out to the Lord, Lord, save me. That is the only time that he can save you. I don't care how good you are, it doesn't matter. The Word of God does not give any latitude for my goodness. The Word of God only gives us latitude for His goodness. The Lord does not give me any latitude to look in the Word of God or, or, or to look in the mirror and discover my own righteousness and how good I am. It doesn't matter how long you've served God or how short of a time you served God. Your righteousness, your own human righteousness is not impressive before God. But what is impressive unto God is somebody that realizes that if God God does not save me, I'm going to die. If God does not save me, I'm going to be lost. If God doesn't do a work in my life, if God doesn't show up in a supernatural way and change me, I'm going to be lost. But I fear we are so guilty of trying to convince people they need to be saved and they've never had a revelation that they are lost. You cannot be saved by definition. By biblical definition, it is impossible to be saved if you have not come to the realization that you are lost. And we so badly want people to be saved, but they will not submit to the fact that if God does not save them, they're not going to go to heaven. If God does not save them, they are going to be lost. The imagery which the writer gives is a pretty disgusting and a nasty image of what he counted all of his accomplishments for. Paul Of anybody, Paul could go down the list of accomplishments. Yeah, Paul had them. But he said, when I got to the end of it, when I realized that I count all of this but human waste, that's all it is all of my accomplishments that I may win Christ. That means that you can do a lot of things in the name of God but still not have God. You can do a lot of things thinking you're doing the right thing but you can sincerely miss it. We live in a world full of people who are so full of how good they are. So are so willing to refer to their little black book of accomplishments and declare themselves good. But even my self-righteousness, my accomplishments, the things that I can wave before the Lord and say, well, you know, I did this, this, and this. But my own self-righteousness is a stench to God. God doesn't want your Righteousness. He wants you to have his righteousness. Because his righteousness is so far beyond any righteousness that I could ever have. His holiness is so far above any holiness that I could create for myself. I've got to submit myself to his word. I've got to submit myself to the fact that if he does not save me, I cannot save myself. That I am absolutely lost and undone without Jesus Christ. And unless I obey his word, unless I call out to him and say, Lord, save save me I will be lost I will be lost God has got to bring me to the place where I realize that I cannot save myself I cannot save myself I can't do it but it's his blood it's his word it's his commandments he tells me what to do If I want to be saved. But do you you know it's possible for somebody to even. There's a difference between somebody. Who has obeyed the scripture and who has been converted. It is impossible for me to be saved. And be completely converted. If I first do not realize. That without it. I will go to hell. But society, want to, churches don't want to talk about hell anymore. They don't want to talk about a line in the sand that you've got to make a decision, choose you this day whom you will serve. And there is a penalty for not making the right decision. There is a place called hell that was created for the devil and his angels. And if Jesus Christ does not save me, if he doesn't save me, I will be lost. My own self-righteousness will not save me. My own goodness will not save me. Paul said, all these things that I did, all of these good things, it's nothing but human waste. It's It's not impressive in the eyes of God. To take it a step further, if human waste is not disposed of, it will cause sickness and disease. So Paul's saying, all of this stuff, I count it as dung. It's got to be be thrown away. It's got to be taken care of. I cannot rely upon these things. But I've got to have Jesus. Nobody will be saved until they realize that they are sinking. And if you do not think that you are sinking, if you're in a place in life where you think that you're all okay, I hope that you come to a place where you realize that you are sinking. And if Jesus does not save you, that you will die in your sins. But the truth of it is, is I cannot cannot convince anybody to be saved. I cannot convince anybody intellectually by the word of God that you are lost. There has to be a supernatural intersection in your life where Jesus shows up and he opens your eyes and shows you that if I don't save you, you're going to be lost. And at that time, you will have a decision to make. Either I will rely upon Jesus Christ for my salvation or I will die in my sins. But I've come to tell you this morning that if Jesus doesn't save you, if you don't cry out to the Lord like Peter did, Lord, save me, you will not be saved. If you do not cry out with your words and with your actions, Lord, save me. If you do not come to the realization that life is going to swallow you up, that sins are going to swallow you up, and that you will sink in your sin. I fear we have, we have even taught Bible studies and, and, and tried to get people to understand that Jesus can save them before they realize that they were lost. It is impossible to be saved until you realize that you are lost. And when somebody truly realizes that they are lost without God, that's when it will become easy for somebody to be saved. Because nobody wants to truly be lost, but we live in a world where everybody declares that everybody's going to heaven. But the word of God tells us that if Jesus doesn't save us, then I'll be lost. What a terrible thing to think everything is OK. To have a false sense of security. To believe in my own righteousness to save me. To come and find out that my righteousness was only ever filthy rags. Somebody needs to cry out to the Lord to save them. Because you cannot save yourself. You cannot save yourself. But you need the blood of Jesus on your life. You need the Spirit of God in your life. You have got to be submitted to the Word of God and to the will of God if you're going to be saved. Your life has to cry out, Lord, save me. I want us to stand this morning. you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name this morning. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you've got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost this morning. You've got to repent of your sins. That, that, is, that is how you place your faith in Jesus Christ is in His Word. But if Jesus does not save you, You won't be saved. I'm glad that you have a great track record in your own mind. But it won't save you. It won't do anything for you. Until you have obeyed the word of God. Until you have realized that if Jesus Christ doesn't save me, I am helpless all by myself can't save myself. There's nothing that I can do that's going to impress God so much that when I stand before Him in judgment, He's going to say, you know what? For you, I'll bend the rules. That's not going to happen. Jesus doesn't bend the rules for anybody. The rules apply for everybody, and that is except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit. He cannot see the kingdom of God. I must be saved. I want somebody to join me around the altar this morning anybody that wants to be saved this morning hallelujah you know it is possible even though you may have obeyed scripture for us as good church folks to get to the point where we think we're impressing God by our good track record but the truth of it is anybody that walks on streets of gold that walks through the pearly gates will only be there because Jesus saved them because Jesus saved them. Not because you were so impressive to God that he looked down and and, and was just so impressed with your track record. I'm talking about the fruit of your salvation. I'm talking about the fact that he is the Savior. And unless he saves me, I will sink. I want to somebody lift your hands to the Lord right now. Let's, Let's talk to the Lord together. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Somebody call out to him right now. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Hallelujah. I can never grow beyond the cry of Peter. Lord, save me. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody here this morning, you may not have a, had, a, had a refilling of the Holy Ghost in a while. It's time for the Lord to baptize you again in the Holy Ghost this morning. It's time for you to get refilled with the Holy Ghost this morning. I wonder if somebody would lift your hands as high as you can get them today and surrender unto the Lord. In the name of Jesus and open your mouth to the Lord. And allow him to minister to you right now. Hallelujah. Why don't you close your eyes and focus on Jesus right now. Lift your voice and say, Lord, refill me again. Lord, touch me again right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, if you don't save me, I'm going to be lost. Why don't you reach over to somebody close to you. Put your hand on their shoulder. Why don't you pray with somebody? There may be somebody next to you that needs you. a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Why well, don't the body minister to the body this morning? He called to high A in the Take name of Jesus. Me back, dear Lord, Come on, somebody, I pray for somebody quickly. The Lord needs to touch some folks this morning. The Lord needs to minister to some folks this morning. Hallelujah. Take
1: me back. Take me back to.
0: Talk to the Lord right now. Oh yes, let's push through for just a moment. Hallelujah! The Lord is ministering to some folks today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Jesus! Hallelujah! Jesus! Lord, save me! Lord, save me! Lord, save me!
1: Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. He loves a higher color of Roho Sataha. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. He loves a higher Santa Haiata. love the Lord together right now. Why don't we all lift our hands this morning again to the Lord. Let's lift our voice to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
1: hallelujah
0: praise God the longer I'm convinced the longer that we walk with God well I'm not convinced this is the truth the longer that we walk with God the more we realize how much we need Him. there never comes a point where you can where you can where you've you got it by yourself. But I need it more today than I did yesterday. If anybody's going to save me, it's, it's not going to be my righteousness. It's not going to be my good works. That's right. It's not going to be self-righteous. Self-righteousness is, is just filth unto the Lord. It's a stench to God. When I obey the Word of God, when I rely upon Jesus Christ to save me it's the only time I'm going to be saved praise God tonight is going to go a little bit different direction than this morning I believe that a a prophetic anointing is going to sweep in here tonight the Lord is going to speak to us I'm going to pick up where I left off today it's going to go a little bit different direction than you would think this morning but the lord is doing a tremendous work here and the lord going to have the lord has a great word for us tonight and when we get done tonight i believe the power of the holy ghost will sweep in here tonight i want us to come tonight at 5:30 and i want us to have a red hot prayer meeting before church starts We need to to have a revival prayer meeting before church starts. we're going to have revival, it it, it won't happen without revival prayer meeting. So we're going to come tonight at 5.30. We're going to pray. We're going to plug into the Holy Ghost. Let's come promptly at 5.30 tonight. Let's come ready to, to, uh, to plug into the Spirit of the Lord and get ready for what God is going to do tonight. Amen. God bless you. It's good to see everybody here this morning on Sunday morning. God bless you this morning. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.